text for the sermon this day is taken from the epistle, specifically these words. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. You may be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy to you for God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I recall there was a TV series. At one point, there was a conversation between a non-Christian and a Christian. And the question was, is why do you focus so much on how Jesus died? Why don't you focus more upon how he lived? This is a charge that quite often could be leveled from the outside world. But as we have in the scriptures, a very strong focus on the cross. The Old Testament, if you read all the way through it, is frequently pointing towards the cross. In some cases, it's in quite detail. The New Testament is all pointing back towards the cross. If you look at the Gospel of John, take that just for example. There are 21 chapters in the Gospel of John. In chapter 12, you're already in Holy Week. So nine chapters of the Gospel of John is devoted to Holy Week. So the Scriptures themselves put a really strong emphasis On the cross. And you have Paul who says these words that we preach Christ crucified. Or one chapter later he would say, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And see the reason is, is because in the cross you have the most essential elements of the Christian message. Because when you hear those words, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, is that law or is that gospel? And the answer is both. Because on the one hand, you hear that Jesus died for your sins. That means that you are a sinner. That means that you have broken God's law. That you have sinned against him in thought, word, and deed. By what you have done and by what you have left undone. It means that you, have, you are wretched. You are broken. It means that there is nothing you could do to satisfy God's wrath. No amount of money. No amount of good works. Nothing you can do is enough to satisfy God's wrath. And all one has to do is go through those Ten Commandments and see how far we fall short. And when you hear that Jesus died for your sins, it is a testament that the only thing that could satisfy God's wrath was the death of His only begotten Son. The only thing that could satisfy God's wrath is the death of God in the flesh. That really takes away our idea that we can think, well, you know, I'm pretty okay. You know, I'm not as bad as the guy down the street. But when you realize that it required God's death 
to redeem you. Takes away any self-righteousness that we may have. The law screams to you when you look on the cross. But then there's also the gospel. Is that when we say that that was what God demanded. God, the only thing that could satisfy God's wrath was the death of his son. That is the law telling you how deep you are indebted in regards to your sin. But the gospel is that he did do that. In other words, he didn't say, well, this is all that could happen. I'm not going to do it. He could have. God could have said, you know what? You guys got yourself into this mess. You're going to have to try to work your way out, which you can't. But out of love and mercy and grace, our Lord came down from the heavens. He became human flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, in order that he would go to the cross. He suffered that excruciating death for you. He did it. That is the gospel. That is the good news of the cross. See, right on the cross, you have that dual message. You have the law, but you have the gospel. In the cross, when Jesus died on the cross, it was your victory. And it also points into, your, into the waters of baptism. In Romans chapter 6, it says, Do you not know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? We have actually heard that verse a few times in this congregation the last week and a half. Because they're in part of our funeral liturgy. When you were baptized, when the pastor said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Your sinful nature was crucified with Jesus. You were united to him in his death so that you may be united with him in his resurrection. When you receive the Lord's Supper in a little bit, when you receive the body, you receive that bread, you receive that wine, that bread is the body of Jesus that was broken for you on the cross. That wine is the blood of Jesus, which was shed for you on the cross. And by it, you are forgiven. By it, you are strengthened to endure this world, to walk through this world. By it, you are given a foretaste of what God has in store for you. But the cross also tells you how you are to live as a Christian. Now understand that you are saved purely by grace, through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of your works are good enough to satisfy God's wrath. It was completely as a gift. By the grace of God, you are forgiven. You receive life. You have no credit. You can't even say, I accepted Jesus into my heart. You can't even do that. Your faith is not even your own work. The Holy Spirit creates faith. The Holy Spirit is the one who moves you to believe in Christ. 
But as a Christian, if you've ever heard Gary T. speak, and if I mentioned this before, he tells you quite often that Christians are to be what? Not normal. That's, a, that's kind of a very layman's way of saying sanctified or saint. The word saint means set apart. To be a Christian means to be not normal. See, when Jesus said that if you wish to be my disciple, he said, you must pick up your cross and follow me. When Jesus said that, every single person in that time would have known exactly what he meant. They knew that that meant that you would pick up a 125-pound piece of wood, carry it on your back, down the main streets of, of the city, where being stripped completely naked, while everybody mocked you, spat on you, and humiliated you, and carrying it all the way to the point where you would have nails driven into your hands, driven into your feet, where you would hang upon a hill as a, as a public spectacle to slowly die. That is what it meant to carry the cross. See, Paul in his letter to the Philippians, he said that our attitude be, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Who, who, though being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but rather became emptied himself. And it specifically says, usually in your translations, it says humbled himself. But the more literal way of understanding that is he humiliated himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Christ humiliated himself for you. He humiliated himself that you may have life. To be a Christian means to bear the cross, to be willing to humiliate yourself that another may have life. It means that you, are you may be called to suffer because you are a Christian. I remember when I was in college, one of my professors asked this question. He said, he asked us, have you ever suffered for being a Christian? Now, in most, because we're Americans, we're probably not going to suffer physically. But have you ever had, some, had an argument with a, with a family member or had tensions in your family or with friends because of your faith? Maybe they said that you talk about it too much. Maybe, they, they, maybe they'll label you as a Jesus freak or a Bible thumper. And he asked this question. He said, if you have never experienced it, the question you immediately have to ask yourself is, why not? Because if you are not, if never suffered it, very likely you're not talking about it. Not to the degree you're supposed to. See, as a Christian, you are called to be willing to humiliate yourself. Willing to be knocked down a peg, socially speaking. If it means that another may hear the gospel. May hear that Jesus Christ did indeed in history 
in history. Jesus was crucified. It was not just some, met, some mythological event. It was something, it was an event that happened in history. You could go walk on the plot of land where Jesus was crucified on April 3rd at 33 AD. You could, there's a reason why we confess in our creed that he was crucified under, he suffered under who? Pontius Pilate. That is your confession that this happened in history. This is as historical as Iowa State lost last night. Sorry, I had to put that up again. It is that, his, it is that factual. It really happened that Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world. And you are called. You are called missionaries. You are called to be not normal and willing to suffer whatever it may be that others may hear of that gospel, that they may receive that gospel, and that they may receive life. That's what the cross calls us. It tells us who we are apart from Christ. It tells us what Christ has done for us. It tells us what we are called to do. That we are, that we are to fervently love and serve one another. And the reality is, throughout time, we will fail over and over and over. Which is why he invites us again and again and again to the cross to receive the forgiveness won for us, that we may confess, repent, and every time you are forgiven. Till the day comes when we celebrate in the kingdom of the crucified, to him be all glory. Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith, the life everlasting. Amen.